you are not scared by what you're making, then you're not really pushing into something interesting. So the fear is a sign that you should keep going. That's Nora Herding, founding CEO of ImageThink. ImageThink is a visual strategy firm helping companies innovate through graphics and the principles of design thinking. They use a unique method based on visual theory that stimulates creativity, collaboration, and problem solving to drive organizational transformations. On this episode of Think Like a Founder, we talk about cave paintings, looking while leaping, and the art of problem solving. I'm Maureen Taylor. This is Think Like a Founder. Before founding your own company, you were an artist working with photography. Tell us about that. I was always artistically inclined, even as a small child. So a lot of drawing, painting. And I think part of me gravitated towards photography because my parents never let me touch their camera when we were kids. So it always seemed somehow sexier in a way or more removed. And my impulse was just, oh, photography is going to be more immediate. Like I can express myself faster. And when I went to graduate school, I thought about what photographs really resonate with everyday people. And I thought it's the pictures of people that they love. It's the school photo, the family photo. And I decided to go down this route where I was really interested in these very average family portraits. So focusing on art that connects to people, including photography, and you talk about creating pictures of people that people love as art. So you did a JCPenney gig and you were undercover? I was. I wanted to make it really authentic. So you might remember like the JCPenney or the Sears Portrait Studio and the family photo. And so I wanted to really make it genuine. So I, in graduate school, much to the angst of my professors, got a job at a dying mall at the JCPenney Portrait Studio. And first I thought I could just go in and be a really weird customer and ask for really strange photos. But I realized that the only way I was going to make it happen was to get the job there. So I did. And then I would have people come in as plants and pretend to be customers. It was incredible. And I got very obsessed. I made hidden microphones and cameras and did a whole body of work about it. This body of work later was in a three-person show with Dao Bay, who is a, a living portrait photographer, very acclaimed in Chicago, and Andy Warhol, who obviously isn't living, but had a huge Polaroid collection of portraits. When you were a kid, when you were drawn to art, what was it? What did it feel like that you wanted to do this and you just couldn't help it? It was a way to like give the vehicle of imagination something that was more concrete. And, and express it. It was just really, really natural. Drawing is something we're all encouraged to do as kids. And as we get older, a lot of people actually shy away from it. But drawing and art is something that's been around since the earliest humans. And how do you view the connection between drawing and communication? 
This is really where I think the germ for image think and the power of what we do lies. I start people in the cave of Altamira, Spain, which is 30,000 years BC. It is covered with paintings of bison and antelope. And I feel like it shows exactly what makes us innately human. There's communication and technology and creativity. So they had to figure out the technology, which at the time was probably burnt sticks and berries to create these drawings. And what are the drawings? They think that they're instructions for hunting. So it just shows the power that we have. If you look at first early little human being, you draw before you can write or before you can read. It's very, very natural. And you see that also in our own history as a species that we did that very, very early before we evolved other things, before we evolved agriculture or weapons or social media or any of those things. So it's really this powerful way that we have to express ourselves. And what I love doing is putting that power and that tool back into the hands of leaders. Then they can see how it doesn't have to be beautiful. It just is a very, very powerful tool to communicate. And we're all wired to see meaning in images. So your audience, no matter how bad of an artist you think you are, your audience is wired to meet you more than halfway there. Like art, people who are founders of something, there's a similar connection. It's not just about the business part of it, although of course that's important, but there's something about wanting to do this thing that is very similar to art. Do you find, since you're both, do you find that to be true? In some ways, I feel like the most creative thing I've done is launch and run a company for 12 years. It's almost a problem in the sense that it's very creatively satisfying. The personal artwork in some ways doesn't feel as involved as it did. So I think it's a great corollary. So what inspired you to start Image Think? I was kind of born drawing and drawn to art. And so I originally planned to be an art professor. And that was easy to imagine because I had fantastic mentors, but I was also from a very middle-class background and it was the only thing that presented itself as a safe career path. Get the tenured position and you have health insurance and you have a job. And then I did that. I got that quite early. I was 27 and then it just hit me. You know what? This is really kind of a failure of imagination. Your dream, the goal that you had, Nora, is only because you didn't really open up other possibilities. So what do you do when you realize that and you're an artist? Well, you move to New York with no job. I sort of fell into working in a design thinking space. We didn't even call it design thinking back then. I just thought, oh, there's something there. And I really loved the practice of graphic facilitation. And so Image Think was born. When is the first time that you made the connection? Because it's not like you can make it up. Let's have ideas and turn them into art. Something must have happened. Is there a very first time that you can paint a picture for us? The moment that I'd like to share is ImageThink had their first client, which was actually NASA. And they had a segment for these leaders about the space glove. There was a space glove that existed for 40 years, and it was really bulky. It made it hard for astronauts to operate tools. And in NASA, they couldn't innovate a better space glove. So they had a public competition and all these companies and organizations and groups of engineers entered. But the winner was one lone man who was also an engineer, but he worked by himself at night 
at his kitchen table after he put his kids to bed. And they had basically a consultant explaining how this one man created a better space glove than an entire organization of NASA. And it was just really simple. It was, he had a hunch, he experimented, he'd test it out, he'd sew something, it wouldn't work. He'd go back to the drawing board and he'd fix it. And I was astounded because what they were describing was just something as an artist in your studio, you just do. And here was this organization that you consider to be so innovative and so forward thinking. And they were just fascinated by this. So that was this moment where I thought, okay, the things that I do and artists do that we sort of take for granted, there was a lot of value there. We had something that other organizations didn't quite understand. When did you learn or how did you learn that you could lead? As someone with an arts background and then also having worked in education, it's pretty autonomous. You're kind of on your own. And so you don't have the benefit of having a really bad manager or leader or having a really good one, which I realized really helps. So when we interview employees, we ask them, you know, what makes a good manager? How do you like to be managed? And usually people will say, I had someone who was great and they did this, or I had someone who was terrible and I would never do that to somebody. And I felt like a little on my own in that respect because I didn't quite have that benefit. It had to be through instinct and trial and error. Do you have a philosophy or a culture of values that you established and stick to? I think that this last year was a great laboratory for that. One of them is looking while leaping. It served us very well, it became the theme of 2020, which is take the risk but look before you do it. <laughs> so hopefully you land on the ground and not fall like Wiley e. Coyote into the chasm. <laughs> I believe in being honest and being transparent and collaboration is really important for us at ImageThink and also really connecting people to things that they wanna do in their own personal growth. So understanding what interests people have outside of image think and how can we give them projects or opportunities or grow them in that direction. What advice did you get in your life that right when I'm asking the question just pops up in your head that was so meaningful to you? Like something that just you'll never forget. I had a professor, and this was an art professor, and I was working, you know, it was kind of like my first big project, and I had a lot of doubts. Like, I don't really know where this is going. Why? I'm compelled, like you said, like you just can't help it, but you don't really understand the direction. And she said, look, if you are not scared by what you're making, then you're not really pushing into something interesting. So the fear is a sign that you should keep going. And that has served me very well. And I think that works no matter what your, your dream is. If you're, you know, if you're a musician, if you're going to launch a business, if you, know, you want to launch my residency dream, you know you're growing if you're doing something that's making you uncomfortable. That's a great one. <laughs> when you're afraid or there's something scary, that's a good sign. That means you're growing and going in the right direction. Now, if people are scared out there and they're thinking about it, what advice do you give them? For artists and for entrepreneurs, a lot of it is just managing through that doubt. I think of people that are really confident or take really big risks as not people that are completely unafraid and believe in themselves 100%. I mean, maybe there's those people and maybe they're sociopaths, but then there's the rest of us. 
And I think a lot of it is managing through that and knowing where to set that aside. And sometimes having to set aside the hesitancy and doubt of people that are really close to you, that you turn to for support. Because sometimes when they're really close to you, they're afraid for you and they want you to be safe. And sometimes that unfortunately doesn't show up as the nudge and the support that you need. As founder, as entrepreneur, do you think there is something that we're supposed to do above and beyond what we're already doing? Do you have this thing like you're supposed to be doing something even more for the world? I do feel that way. And I know that sometimes it feels overwhelming. I feel lucky enough that I get to have my own microcosm. I'm a steward of the people at my company and at ImageThink. So I try to put those values that I have that I want to see in the world in place there, in places that I have the control and that I can foster. I think start where you can and where you have agency and hopefully it will spread outward. That's Nora Herding, founding CEO of ImageThink. ImageThink drives business transformation through the power of graphic facilitation. Join us next time on Think Like a Founder when I talk to Stephen Chen, co-founder and CEO of TreeSwift. I'm Maureen Taylor. Thanks for listening. Think Like a Founder is produced by SNP Communications in San Francisco, California. Learn more by visiting us at snpnet.com or connect with me, Maureen Taylor, on LinkedIn to continue the conversation there. Series producer is Roisin Hunt, sound design by Mark Ream. Content and scripting by Mike Sullivan and Jason Drown. Production coordinator is Natasha Thomas. Thanks also to Selena Persiani-Shell, Eli Shell, Matt Johnson, John Hughes, and Ren Barra. 